Welcome to the Software People Stories. I'm Shiv. I'm Chitra. And I'm Gayatri. We bring you interesting untold stories of people associated with the creation or consumption of software-based solutions. You'll hear stories of what worked and sometimes what didn't. You'll also hear very personal experiences and insights that would trigger your thoughts and inspire you to do even greater things. Hi Chitra. Hi Shiv. I think somehow we have pulled through 2020. I know it's phenomenal. I actually didn't think this year would end and well we finally here. And as usual I'm sure all of us will not give up the practice of looking back, looking forward at the end of the year and hoping that things get much better in 2021. And then what more we can do. All of our ways of working our relationship equations with people everything was questioned through this year at least for me and sometimes have basic doubts in terms of uh, trust in everybody else suddenly you no know, you can't take anything for granted wherever you go is there going to be a corona virus there uh, but from there we've also heard a lot of stories including personally i have also been beneficiary of some of those and i've been able to extend my help in some cases that we've been able to reach out i think we have come closer as a community and both at work as well as at home or outside how has your year been certainly i can empathize with a lot of what you just said for me it it has been a, a remarkable change in the way i have personally assimilated this entire environment as well as uh, trying to see what it means for others it certainly has been a very eventful year but at this moment i am feeling a lot of hope and a lot of joy based on a lot of experiences that i've had through the year yeah, wonderful i thought it would be good for our listeners if we can share you know what has changed in our own approaches first as a coach where we have to work with a lot of people individuals teams organizations cross organizations etc along the way we have also been doing a lot of experiments we also seen teams also doing a lot of experiments and a lot of nice practices that have been adopted and particularly for somebody who's taking a new leadership responsibility during this time in a dispersed mode what could be some things that would help so i thought this episode and the next can focus on these topics where we'll share our stories as well as listen from other pm power coaches as to what they've been through certainly shiv i think uh, our listeners uh, would have something to take away as i see personally having uh, been a co-host of this podcast and each time we have guests i certainly have uh, something to take away from what they have to share uh, and i am looking forward to these two episodes as uh, you know many of our pm parian colleagues have had these experiences so yeah let's let's listen to what they have to say so in this episode let's focus on the coach's perspective of what has changed 
in the coaching styles or the coaching approaches post lockdown and what as coaches we've seen as unique or good effective practices that teams have used we raised the curtains on this episode starting with experiences shared by our fellow pm parian gopal well uh, my own uh, experience has been that the visual observation opportunities that is when you are with somebody you are able to see their body language see how they are feeling from their face those aspects uh, become difficult uh, when you are actually doing this coaching remotely so as much as possible i try to spend more time reviewing text communication for nuances uh, be it mail or chat room uh, text i try to see the tone of those messages and see if i can assess what kind of uh, mood is being conveyed by my coachy or a mentee i ensure that a certain amount of contact through video calls is maintained uh, because it is next best to being physically together most teams that i work with have taken to collaboration tools very well more written communication that is needed in the current situation has helped them in certain ways like issue tracking uh, some rigor in planning and also to remove assumptions which are more common when you are working physically in a same location and uh, also over time uh, teams have evolved simple rules uh, in use of common places like chat rooms uh, so that they don't get crowded and also meetings have become more focused uh, some proper preparation uh, so that the meetings can be kept short is very important and is a good practice Uh, that minimizes meeting fatigue which is often uh, being complained in the lockdown era pm powerian and mindfulness coach vishu who's been coaching several teams shares what he saw teams going through and how they quickly came up with creative ideas to enable people to connect and engage remotely he also shares what he did to enable people manage the stress of this situation one of the immediate challenges teams faced as soon as it started becoming work from home and dispersed teams is that not able to meet in person and not having enough face time with each other and not able to do you know simple hang around and share informally have a chit chat and conversations that was one of the big challenges teams faced but then i noticed some of the teams started bringing a practice of having no agenda meeting just a hang around meeting online and they started bringing lot of fun activities into that sharing more personal stories their trip experiences or a cooking experience also bringing some of the family members together in the online meetings very interestingly onboarding new members that's even more a challenging situation because they can't meet people and build some relationships and bonding so even onboarding new members through fun activities and sharing the existing team members introductions through fun events or fun anecdotes so that it becomes more memorable for the new member to coming on the board so some of these practices help them to 
build more rapport in the team, enhancing bonding and relationships, and uh, breaking those monotony of just the task-oriented meetings. So it served a good purpose. And many teams started doing that in, in the organization that I'm coaching. And uh, it really lightened the whole, uh, you know, online working. Another challenge the teams uh, faced is balancing the office work and the family and the house work. You know, the work and family activities getting blurred and time expanding because there is no office time boundaries. And globally, different teams working at different times, the time stretching from morning to evening. So all this started creating more stress in people. How to get focus, how to differentiate these activities, you know, that become a, became a challenge. So in order to deal with this kind of a multitasking situation, time management and having bringing more focus. So we did certain mindfulness sessions for the teams which involved certain meditation techniques like simple breath watching, on-demand attention, or deep relaxation techniques. Uh, and then teams came back really saying that they were very helpful because then they could calm down much better, reduce the stress, and have more focus in uh, what they are doing, either the office work or the housework, and separate them rather than mixing them up, uh, even dealing with kids with more patience, that all helped them to actually manage themselves better in this kind of a challenging situations. Our next PM Parian Srini shared his thoughts through a series of writings and I'm going to paraphrase some of them here. He says that the biggest thing I noticed was that everything had to be scheduled and I was continuously on call through the day. There were quite a few things that earlier used to happen serendipitously but now they don't happen at all. However, people I noticed were being more considerate of how you were doing, uh, were a little more tolerant of people coming in and out, particularly family members, or even having neighborhood noises than when in the earlier days when someone was working remotely. And now let's listen to Shivaguru, my co-host on the Software People Stories, where he starts out by sharing what he began to do differently and how he saw teams responding with high degrees of creativity in this situation. Some of the tweaks for my own coaching approach include the use of technology, not only for connecting with the coaches, the teams and the individuals, but also to leverage this for conducting workshops, which were usually quite immersive and experiential in my case. The second change in terms of the coaching approach was from, let's say, a more monolithic approach of having, let's say, a one-day workshop or a two-day workshop. It became more of drip coaching. What I mean by that is coaching topics to be taken in small nuggets, typically not more than an hour and a half, and spread over a longer time. We also used to have some sessions as open AMA sessions related to either topics that we cover or, let's say, topics that we want to cover. The third, again related to the topics that we wanted to cover, interestingly, there were quite a few topics that came up in terms of situations that people wanted to address just because they are working in dispersed teams. Any unique practices that I've observed? Lots of them because almost every team was experimenting with what works best and a lot of ideas came up. A couple of them that I can recall offhand is one, any meeting 
whether it is a planning meeting as a quick catch up stand up kind of meeting there would always be some ice breaking kind of activity that involved physical movement away from the screen so at least when uh, everybody joins the meeting everybody is on time because they don't want to miss this activity which doesn't last for more than let's say you know 3 4 minutes and um, it could be things like you go find something closest to you or tell a story about it or uh, a lot of lot of variations on that and particularly if these meetings are back to back the teams were enjoying this the second was a unique thing which is a longer thing which was also uh, in hindsight a good team building kind of an activity which was to create a team video there was a message about they wearing masks which was something that was created by a group of people each one contributing not together to create the script and then shooting independently and then kind of stitching it together that came out actually very very nicely the uh, third one that i can recall is essentially the responsibility of conducting some activity or games now these are not about the meeting games that i mentioned earlier but just fun games that teams would have or a fun connects that they would have no agenda meetings but then of course the agenda was to play games and uh, somebody taking the responsibility in turns on similar lines let's listen once again to vishu in terms of the challenges he faced while training and coaching teams and how he adapted to respond as a coach conducting trainings online became another big challenge for me you know not able to have eye contact with people not getting immediate feedback and responses from people was actually kind of very unnerving we we, we get motivation and uh, energy through that feedback mechanism which itself is now cut off so i had to use certain other approaches to do that as well as engage the audience and uh, make it more interactive i had to change the way of uh, conducting the training and designing the content itself so i split the say one day two day workshops into spreading over multiple days with a smaller chunks two to three hours per day otherwise continuous online attention becomes big challenge for the participants then in terms of content has i had to change many of the physical games to online activities so that they still get the message and the effectiveness is as good as physical games that was another major change in the content and the design of the workshop that needs to be done in multiple places and then to engage the audience and make it more interactive i had to use the technologies more effectively uh, for example the online collaboration tools the polls virtual whiteboard or survey tools and lot of breakout sessions to do small team uh discussions and then any simulations or case study discussions role plays so making it more imp- interactive through the use of online tools and that turned out to be very effective let's now tune in to pm paryan anand who shares three things he did deliberately while establishing rapport and connecting with people who he was coaching so it's been a it's been a you know a very different and very challenging experience as a coach 
I, I guess to start with, a few things did not change. Uh, I've always been a coach, and as most coaches are, very relationship focused in my coaching. I've always believed, you know, that has to fall in place before I can influence anything in the organization or the people or or the individual leaders that I was working with. Uh, so that 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 principle hasn't changed. I've always seen myself as a partner. As I, you know, work with the leaders in the organization, they see me as a as someone who's working along with them to bring about the change. And I think that is that doesn't changed. And it's always been the case of I bring expertise in agile and lean practices while they bring the context. And not just context, I found they also bring the tremendous ability to execute in their organization. So that's why I always think it's it's a partnership when you work with uh, leaders in an organization. And for most period of this coaching, I have been working with uh, you know uh, leaders in the middle management level. They're uh, primarily tasked with you know orchestrating the flow of value uh, across their program. I actually sat down and I was thinking about you know what did I change? I think some of it was I responded uh, you know intuitively to many situations. and i i found many things i changed were not you know big things but lots of small small things as i thought about it there were three areas uh, stood out for me first was in a setting in when you're in an organization physically present co-located there are a lot of casual encounters with people and i found uh, these casual encounters you know practically stopped uh, when we started working in a remote mode because these informal or casual encounters were used Uh, for many conversations right may it be topical about a certain topic or may it be uh, address a concern they may have it may have been you know totally about nothing to do with work hey you how's family doing you know what do you do over the weekend you know that kind of conversation i had to do a few things deliberately to make some of the things work one was um, anything that could be done through i decided to use these quick calls through their online collaboration tools and just have a call for maybe it may just be a 5 minute call so i i found that was that was very good it it addressed some of the informal chats that i could have it with them or it became a forum for them also to raise any concerns they may have and second thing is i started setting up this what i call 15 minute meetings right i mean traditionally meetings used to be half an hour or one hour i found i could set up a, you know 10 or 15 minute meeting actual meeting which i schedule it I would do that for uh, definitely for people where I haven't yet, you know, built a rapport. I just can't call them at will. So set up a 15-minute meeting and then put down a very clear agenda in the in the meeting, right? And then say, you know, could we could we just talk about this uh, particular topic and it shouldn't take us long? And I may have to share something on the screen. And I found these 15-minute meetings were were fantastic. First of all, because it was a short 10-15 minute conversation. and another thing is you know although it's set up for 15 minutes i never overshoot in fact i made every effort to cut it short to maybe 10 minutes so they feel that it was wasn't really a meeting we just sort of chatted about something i found that that was another thing that was uh, very useful third thing i think this is something i had to do very very deliberately because what i found is you know the specific events uh, that we used to run made be a planning meeting or a or a road mapping meeting or a ranking meeting that i'm going to be facilitating as a coach these meetings ended up taking a lot longer than they actually should uh, if you had done them done them in person or even a video call so i found that you know these meetings needed a lot of planning 
So I would set up these uh, had a cadence of pre-meeting meetings with you know whoever is going to be the anchor for that meeting could be the program lead or the chief architect or whoever is going to anchor that meeting. Uh, I would set up a pre-meeting. Whatever the cadence of that uh, event is, I would set up a pre-meeting. So they know, and there was no agenda for this. The agenda was always the same, right? Uh, to prepare for the meeting, and people actually started really valuing this because a lot of their frustrations during the actual event were addressed through this preparation for this meeting. Um, so that was, I found, another thing that was uh, very, very, very valuable. I, I thought, in fact, probably I should do this, you know, even in a, you know, you know, even when you're physically co-located, right? I think this is still a useful concept. By I discovered this uh, as part of the remote work. And finally, let's listen once more to Vishu, followed by Anand, on how they applied different techniques to sense the response of their teams and be effective as coaches. From a coaching perspective, the biggest challenge I faced was not able to be with the team in a personal, physical sense. So, ability to observe and sense became a big challenge. See, as coaches, we observe and sense and then give feedback to the team members or the scrum masters or squad leads or chapter leads. When they have many blind spots which they wouldn't know, the best way coaches can pick up is through observing and sensing. So, that mechanism itself got broken because everything becoming online and we can't see people many times they will be not on video as well so that became a very big challenge and also missing this uh, you know the water cooler conversations or the corridor conversations which are very useful and also to give informal feedback to people rather than a scheduled formal meeting which is more effective in change management all that got disrupted in this process so what i did was in order to first sense many times asking everybody to come on video so that we can observe the body languages and the facial expressions uh, much better and then giving feedback instead of scheduling very uh, targeted meetings which becomes very formal uh, doing a group coaching taking those situations as small caselets and then communicating that message succinctly so that the related people get it instead of they directly being targeted as a feedback mechanism. So I saw that works much better and it was quite effective. To assess the pulse in a group, you know, as a coach, uh, you are observing uh, what's happening in the room. And many of our meetings, you know, used to be video conferences if people are remote or, you know, physically in person. And uh, as a coach, um, you know, I would observe people, their body language, you know, their facial expressions. You know, I think it's just the vibes, right, that you learn to pick up on uh, as a coach. It, many people, you know, in calls going on audio only for you know, for good reasons often, uh, I found it was very difficult to know, you know, what what's really happening out there. So I had to, again, you know, come up with ways and means. Particularly, you know, if I'm looking for a decision in the meeting or if I'm looking for an agreement, and often remember, I'm not the facilitator, right? There is a, there's usually an anchor who's one of the team members, like a, a scrum master or a program lead or a, a chief product owner or someone is actually anchoring these meetings, right? I'm there sitting as a coach. I would uh, have to introduce certain methods, for example. I mean, this is this is probably very common, like the idea of voting on on things, right? What we will do is uh, 
as the conversation unfold we just open up a whiteboard a virtual whiteboard and uh, just summarize that conversation and as the discussion comes to a close we just ask people to vote in some form which sort of help to see the pulse you really want to know I and mean, some of these things are things you want to surface then and there right not not later when you're about to go and you know make these things work in practice so i found uh, you know simple didn't need some big mural or any big time collaboration tool simple white virtual whiteboards to capture ideas or or i would just open up notepad and share my screen uh, just to summarize the points as they go through and at the end of the meeting we would have some kind of a voting or if it's even fantastic obviously it's fantastic for evaluating alternatives to come to a decision but just to reaffirm uh, did we did we get the right understanding here and it was also an opportunity for the the anchor of the meeting to to clarify any uh, any points or issues that may uh, maybe people may raise that is really nice chitra i didn't expect that you know, we will have so many different tips and i'm definitely going to be trying out some of those things in my own coaching certainly shiv i didn't expect to listen to so many views and experiences either and although i hadn't had those experiences i will certainly be taking away tips for myself as well that's good that also brings us to the close of this episode and in the next episode i'm very excited to know what tips one can use to be an effective leader we'll talk about somebody taking a leadership role or what makes an effective leader in these dispersed working styles so we wish all of you a very happy new year uh, we hope you stay safe and enjoy time with your near and dear ones and we've enjoyed being podcast hosts on the software people stories and we are hopeful in 2021 Thanks Siddharth for the music and Malavika for promoting the software people stories. If you like this episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcast client and spread the word in your network. If you'd like to share your story, contact us at podcast@pm-powerconsulting.com.